Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63 HP Podcasts. I am one of your hosts. I'm John Clemente. Alongside with me are two of my bestest best friends. I'm going to start with the guy with the pink headphones, Chubax. Hello, it's Zaddy at your service. You can call me Chubax or as I said, Zaddy. <laughs> Uh, our, other best is best. <laughs> our other best is best friend is Raymond. Hey, hello everyone. It's great to be here. Looking forward to share with you the fun things we've been watching. And um, these are things that we can share online. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you're just tuning in, the uh, Plus H Plus 63 HP stable of podcasts includes a review show, a D&D show, and a reacts show this is our deep dive into our week on week streaming tv shows this uh the past few weeks we have been uh discussing and reviewing the book of boba fett as well as peacemaker and we also do a deep dive on a particular main show our main movie and this week uh the delightful ghostbuster afterlife ghostbusters afterlife is uh our uh, main topic for this week bit of housekeeping if you want to watch us we are on youtube just search plus six three hp on the search bar we'd love it if you'd hit like subscribe share it to your friends hit that notification bell so you know when our episodes drop we are also available in every single podcasting platform that you can think of just search plus six three hp if you want to interact with us we're also on twitter and instagram the handle is at plus six three hp before we start next week, if you want to join the discussion, make sure join along watching The Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. It's an amazing show. We'll be tackling episode five next week. We will also be tackling Peacemaker on HBO Max episode five as well. And uh, we have our we're very, very excited to discuss uh, finally Critical Role's uh, animated oh, adaptation on, so good. Uh, you know, where I work, uh, Amazon uh, Prime Video uh, or Amazon.com. The Legend of Vox Machina is coming out uh, next week. The first three episodes are dropping. Hell yeah. But that is next week. This week, we have episode four of The Book of Boba Fett. We have episode four of Peacemaker. And we have Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Housekeeping done. I'm turning the stage over to RJ to discuss the first show that we'll be uh, reviewing and discussing this week, uh, The Book of Boba Fett. RJ, take it away. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, Book of Boba Fett, episode four, The Gathering Storm. So from the previous episodes, we know that the, a war is coming. So this title itself gives you a preview of what you're expecting throughout this entire episode. So honestly, what I liked about this episode was that it gave me answers to many questions that most of us had when we started watching um, this, uh, well, the Book of Boba Fett from, from episode one. So it starts to answer, how did Boba from a bounty hunter uh, turn into a, or uh, drop his arms and, and became a daimyo? Um, reason why he did that career change What's with the back to tank? What's the reason behind his um his his being hit uh being hurt so much? Why why is he so focused on protecting Tatooine in a way? What what's his motive? So you don't really know what's, what's driving him. Did he like come out of the 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 pit? Uh, what do you call that pit? The uh, Sarlacc pit. Sarlacc pit. Yeah, 
came coming out of the Sarlacc pit just suddenly, hey, I'm going to become a daimyo. Let me take over. So there were a lot of questions that weren't really laid out, but episode four gives you that clarity. And of course, the mystery of how did he and Fennec actually team up? What was that? What's the story behind that? So, okay. Throughout, I'll explain it all. So the episode starts with a flashback of episode three, just giving you that connection where Boba returns to the sand people after being told that the protection fee was already paid to none other than the Pike Syndicate. So he found them massacred by this biker gang and gets really pissed off. He decides to hit back, but you know what? There are a lot of people. I'm just one guy. I have no sand people to back me up, so I need some serious firepower. What does he need? He needs... He needs a ship back, right? Then fire throughout spray. that, that <laughs> fire spray, but I really like the original name. Yeah. Um, but it's I guess, growing on me though. You know, it's growing on me though. Fire spray is no, awesome. Nobody, it, nothing beats fucking slave <clears throat> one. Yes. Slave right. one, man. <laughs> it's problematic, it's I understand, but uh, that's such a powerful name. I love it. Exactly. But, oh, well, we have, we but have. Fire spray is not bad. Not bad. Fire spray is not bad. But the thing is, what you know, Original. we started knowing it as Slave One, so that one. Was oh, and I guess it's part. assumed that all of them are dead, right? The the, the Tuscan. Well, at uh, least his tribe, the Raiders. Yeah, his yeah tribe. that that the tribe not not dead. every sad people, but yeah. his no, entire yeah, tribe. That, that everybody there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he even had to burn the bodies. So there was that flashback yeah, where I just thought during that scene that last week that there were. There was a lot of five, bodies. Right? Yeah, so I thought yeah. maybe there was somebody captured or something. I suppose it's it's assumed that everyone assumed. was just really decimated. Well, it's not one hundred percent because I'm also still yeah, like kind of um, hoping that the badass one is alive. at the the end the uh, end uh, the last episode of the series will, will be the the few survivors, the Tuscan, his Power Ranger kids as um, muscle. You have. Uh, Could be. I know we're going ahead that we'll have Fennec, we'll have BK. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be his army against whomever big bad that he's going to be fighting against. And that's his little pet, his little pet. Tiny, <laughs> little pet ranky. Ranker. Rank, <laughs> ranky the ranker. Well, obviously, he doesn't give him any name, but um, it gives you that framing uh, why he's pretty much after uh, the biker gang, the Pike Syndicate. He's, he's kind of after a lot of things, right? So he needs a ship back. Then this flash of light comes out in the middle of nowhere, uh, approaches it to find an almost dead Fennec. She was shot. So he brought her to the outskirts of Moss Espa to save her. But in order to do that, she had to have some inner parts turned into robotics. So I love it. I um, love it. But I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, from the first three episodes... And I saw her fight and, and, and attack, but I did think that she was, you know, part robot. Oh, you didn't but see it? Oh, it was awesome. in Mando. Yeah. They showed it in Mando. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah I just yeah, like, yeah, I, kind of I admire them actually that. showing. That's such a video game moment. I, I love the <laughs> part where, I love where the doctor says, uh, Bobo was like, you're not going to cover up? Why are you going to cover that? Cover it's, up beautiful machinery. Yeah, oh, I, I love that part. Oh, my God. That's right. That's right. It's his work. Love it. Exactly. That's Some what the cyber speed. cyberpunk should have been, but cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so he saves her. She realizes she's alive. Um, Boba 
nurses her. So she feels like, you know, I'm indebted to you. Okay, so what I, what do I have to do? Are you going to sell me? No, I'm not going to sell you because she's known to be the master assassin. So there's a lot of, there's a bounty on her head. She doesn't even believe that she, he's Boba because for all she knew, he, he died. Yeah. And, and the Sarlacc. <laughs> she didn't have, uh, he didn't have uh, armor. <laughs> exactly. And he didn't have any armor. He was dressed um, like the sand people. So he just asks her, you know, I, I just need my ship. Oh, I know where your ship is. Um, it's in Bib Fortuna's castle. So I'll help you to do that. Then I'm, then yes, you're, you're dead. Done. You're free to go. You're out. Fine. That's all I need. Thank you. Because I need my revenge, blah, blah, blah. So he goes. She absolutely helps him out a lot. That little drone droid that, that <laughs> gives that awesome 3D layout of the entire base. Massively um, overpowered, too many enemies. But of course, if you had your fire spray ship, that would have been uh, a walk in the park. So they found themselves in a through the sewers, up the kitchen, destroy some droids. You know, one of the chef droids actually reminded me of General Grievous. Exactly. <laughs> with, that I rotating, think with that rotating knife. Yeah. I've been uh, watch. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts to prepare for our podcast about it, and uh, a lot of the droids there were callbacks to Clone Wars, to oh, Attack okay. of the Clones. Um, even that chef droid is kind of like based out of the model of Gen- uh, General Grievous, General Grievous. was yeah. uh, doing. So even the 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 bunny droid too. All of the those were droid. like uh, Easter eggs for hardcore fans. Okay, I like it. It was awesome. Mm. So from the kitchen, uh, found themselves to the fire spray, checks if it's still working. Obviously, um, Fennec being the awesome master assassin that she is, single-handedly fends off the rest of the attackers. I'm not so sure if those Gamorrean guards eventually were the Gamorreans that um, joined it seems like they are, right? It seems like, right? Because <laughs> when they were introduced in episode two, I suppose, they were saying that they were extremely loyal to the previous one, which is, I suppose, it would be Bib Fortuna, right? So hopefully, I, I hope it was the, mm-hmm. that origin, you know, that kind of was cool. And gets a ship, she rides in, and he goes, okay, so where do you want me to drop you off? Thanks, you know, this is done. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to. I'm gonna stick for the right because Damn. I guess what what um Boba offered her was something that her other employers couldn't really offer. And coming from almost the same side of the coin, they were both uh, assassins or bounty hunters. You're asked to kill someone or capture someone, right? So until when are you gonna keep doing it? Mm-hmm. So that was a good question. But you know, if you join me, I'm gonna give you something that all your other employees couldn't give: loyalty. Loyal. So anything I have, you're going to be part of it. If I if I grow this, you know, seemingly mafioso family, you're going to feel it. You're going to be part of that growth. So for her, that's probably may not be a bad um, career change. Or, you know, moving from one partner to another, why not just have something for the long run? I think that's something one of our brothers are kind of looking for right now. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so... They, he tries to uh, get his armor, goes back to the um, Sarlacc pit, realizes yeah. it's not there. But it doesn't give me an answer how he got his armor back. Perhaps it's going to be uh, on the next. Episode. Well, no, that's no, in, that, in, that Mando, in Mando. Mandalorian, season two. Yeah. 
Ah, okay, okay. Mando, Mando had well, the armor. Well, yeah. Oh, the what they call it, the Marshall had the armor. Then Mando got it, and, and then, then Mando got it. Boba uh, got it from and gave it. Yeah, um, gave it to Boba. Well, we I think we we can we can jump into the discussion there because this is where I love that they that they put um, like hunting or getting revenge or killing. The mm. the sarlacc in the sarlacc pit in the show, but it doesn't make sense if you really think about it. Because okay, you got out of the pit, right? So the first episode, he fought his way out of the pit, and then the um, Trandoshans, uh, who 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 like those little scavenger the, people, the Jawas, the Jawas, the ones that, that they were the ones that. Took his armor and left him for dead. They're basically scavengers anyway. Exactly. Yes. So even in Mandalorian, that's, right? That's what I was kind of like thinking. Like, so you got out of the pit. What you think that your armor magically fell back into the Sarlacc pit? But and I, I that's know, why I have to get it. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna give it a pass because that's what I also thought that like he got out of the pit and then it took the jaws to mm. but I think. I don't think he was thinking clearly anything at that point. I think he was yeah, totally yeah. just yeah, he's totally wiped out. out. I mean, he didn't even the, know how he got out. With the juices and shit. Yeah, I don't think he even knew how he got out. Yeah. Remember, so, I mean, I know he didn't know I how think, to get out. But I think episode how, two or three, he said that I was saved by the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, it was actually episode three or four already. Um, he mentioned that oh, the Tuscan Raiders saved me. Yeah. Took yeah. me in. Mm-hmm. treated me like one of their own actually they didn't they treated me like <laughs> a prisoner you had to but... prove yourself but yeah sure <laughs> no but, but i'm yeah, just saying so... like if even if i am out of my mind i got out of the sarlacc pit so did he think that as he was getting out his armor was falling away and then he got out no, with no. you know it's just one of those things that if you think too much it doesn't make sense but i'm i'm still fucking happy that you fucking you know, for me, I'm looking at it as a, I was in your belly for a long time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a, you know, I'm a, you tried to eat me, now I'm gonna fuck you up. That's what, in my head, that's what I'm, I'm thinking about it. But, <laughs> but you know, just the idea of like, just, Mando, just, uh, um, uh, Boba, think about it. It's like, you got out, meaning that your armor was with you. Somebody mm-hmm. took your armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But then that kind of answers because he was covered in acid, right? So that kind of answers why we got to get you a back attack. Ah. But that's he, why he was so scarred. Okay, so that's also the other question that I was thinking that, all right, so the, the back attack was because he went back into the Sarlacc pit and he got acid, acid on, right? Is, is that, I just, I don't know the answer. I think, I think so. But yeah, I'm just, I'm I just happy so. that it's done. The back, yeah. but yeah, yeah, but he's been attacked for a very, very long time. So was it just superficial scars that he was trying to fix? Well, it might have been eating inside as well. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah, okay. imagine if that acid had little things that ate you continuously. So okay, that's that true. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's the reason why he was weak in the first few episodes, right? So again, because he just always get me back to the back to town. <laughs> plus when plus when they they took out his armor in the first episode, he looked like he was burnt. He looked like he was totally. Mm-hmm. Um, it was already being reaper. Yeah. yeah. 
So the okay. bank really had a lot of things that it had to fix, I suppose. Yeah. I know it's the it's the show's vehicle for clearer flash flashbacks. Like that's where he mm. kind of thinks about the flashbacks, and this is the ep- it's the middle episodes, episode four, mm. five, six, seven is the la- the tail end, right? So correct. Smack in the middle, right at you the see point, the clarity. Like, right. So this time I was like, right, back to tank done. Hopefully, lesser flashbacks. Most of the yep. next episodes are present day or future. So um, I kind of like the placing, but yeah, there's uh, we can discuss more of the things that you guys liked about that. Yeah, but the thing is, it it just I I I like this episode, but I felt that it could have given me more clarity much earlier on because <laughs> i was like i'm watching this and i was like damn i still have a lot of questions so i'm i'm not so sure if that was really the intention to create questions yeah i mean you're right but, i mean my, my 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 comment about this episode because like you're saying i did like it too but this would have been better a little earlier because this is the first time that you know not only do we get explanation of him and fennec uh him needing the back to tank, him want why he wants to be a daimyo, and talking to the different um, families. Uh, what was that last episode where he talked to the different families? This one, this one. Where this, this episode? One. Okay, so this, this one. one. This so one. This is where he spoke to the, all the different families and you know what he wanted to do. But again, it's like you put it in the middle. It's kind of uh, we're we're going back to the essentially the start of his quest, but we'll see. Yeah, but um, before the family talk, though, we had some action from Black Chrysanthemum. Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah. Ripping off an arm. Ah! Dude, he looks so good. Just, <laughs> just being a bully. Being, I love being it. Being like yeah. this in the, in, the, in the couch or in the, 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 uh, the booth. Yeah. And his, the booth. And his, his knuckles, his face, Knuckle his dusters. eyes. Oh. I love his, rea- his facial so reaction. good. Like, I getting pissed off. He just wanted to like again. That's that's how badass. I love the that uh, the fact that. Wait, we, why was why was he been, pissed though? He was just pissed. He was just he's just being a bully. Yeah. He just, just he, he, he he saw people having fun and he didn't want people having fun. And I yeah. that's that's an, a a great vehicle because we've always been associating um, Wookies to gentle giants, smart gentle mm. giants, and then we. See Black Santa just like fucking people up, just tearing somebody's arm off just because he wants, just like you know what? Just because he you can. were laughing, <laughs> you were laughing, you were having fun in my presence. I'm gonna fucking tear your arm off. And he kind of listened, and he he kind of did. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. stopped. So, you are a champion. <laughs> you know this is beneath you. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> So, even Garza, I'm I'm like I'm loving Garza more and more. Who's Garza? The, the owner, owner of, of the, the club. club. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. The so I'm I'm Twilight. loving that character more and more. So if there are more Mandalorian or um uh Boba Fett seasons, and let's say the main base is Jabba's Palace, mm. I I would love to see more of Garza as the essentially the real keeper of peace, because like everybody goes through like all the information goes there and all dealings yeah. a lot of dealings goes there so i'm excited about that character that's right oh and when they were having that meeting with the family and it was rightfully so that they were doubting 
why should we pledge our people, our blood for you and your pride war to save your territory? Why don't we just take your territory and mm. get this over with? Makes a lot of sense. Because if you're thinking from a, if each one of those were like mob boss families, they'd be like, why are we going to help you? You're new. You don't even have your own army and you want to borrow ours? Dream on, man. I don't and know. And what does I he do? Oh, uh, yeah. The, what does the, he do? He ranky. His <laughs> baby ranky just does his roar. Everyone's just like, in the in the claw, <laughs> no, but I, I'm I'm with the Boba on that because it's invading their planet. Usually, the big bad comes in. It's easy. It's much more logical to band together for at least Correct. temporary. You know? you know, yeah, but these guys they said like they're also benefiting from the spice trade, so they're yeah. they're getting money. So they're like you know like sorry to say in many countries like the Philippines and many others, um, even people in power will allow foreign mm-hmm. bodies to do whatever they want because they benefit. So sad yeah. to say, but that's 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 a political move. I guess yeah, these families I, I, I they'll don't... do what they can to protect their own and their interests. So uh, even if it means uh, siding with the devil. Me I, I also really enjoyed this episode, but there's still those things like, uh, as logical as Boba makes sense in the end with talking to Fennec about his deal was the best for, for them at this yeah. moment. It's still iffy to go into war by himself when any of them can just yeah. be- betray him at the, you know. I mean, there's what, like six six families or seven? Mm-hmm. It just takes mm-hmm. it just takes one to blindside, to be greedy enough to blindside him, you know. It just, yeah. So. Um, but, but he doesn't trust them. Yeah, and, and that's—I think that's the reason. Because like when I was watching the episode, and I was thinking about it, and then he—they said like, "All right, again, like what Arjun mentions, like why why should we side with you when like you know this is a this force is we'll just cooperate with the other force, and then hmm. they can continue with their continue okay. with their work." I assume they're gonna take over everything. Well, that's what Mando is kind of um, alluding to, saying that. You know these these for again for invaders these um, the Pike Syndicate will eventually kind of um, ruin Drain this planet yeah, yeah. ruin the planet because I'm sure that they're going to just like use use it and uh, abuse the power so him with him um, in place they can cooperate more and make sure that everybody everyone makes money not just the Pike Syndicate so that's I think what was he was alluding to but what I was initially iffy about was like everybody like right everybody said no and i was surprised about the the new option of then fine you know, yeah, let me handle the actually, pike yeah, yeah, yeah uh, fine let me I'll handle fight. the pikes and they get by myself just don't pick a side stay neutral and let me work on it to sh- so that's part of it is showing that he's going to be like he deserves it. Yeah. to be the new daimyo and then secondarily is is like again like what you might Chibox mentioned, just one of those families betrays him, he's dead, right? Yeah, right? so j- minimizing the risk because in the end, he still needs to fight the, the syndicate anyway. So, I really appreciated that. Yeah, pretty good. I like this episode. I'm, I'm now ready for more actually moving forward because you've come full circle, mm-hmm. you understand his motive. 
you understand what drives him, what he's fighting against. I still don't know what muscle he has because at the oh. end, the families didn't play. I mean, anything. he did. He did get uh, black K. He did get black K. He so, did, but uh, you're, you're, you're I'm so happy about, about that. He still did name how the, many the, of them? the Gamorreans, though. Didn't the Gamorreans name the um the thing here though that people well this was even without listening to podcasts about the episode hmm. the the last the end scene they were playing Mandalorian's theme the 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 flute so oh. everybody is expecting his his crew will be Black K Fennec. And Mandalorian. Uh, Din, Din him, the Rancar, and the Power Rangers. That's, sh- I mean, essentially, that should be enough. Right? It's, I, I don't mean, know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I, I do appreciate one of my my nitpicks before was he's he's not really smart. And then he says, you know, I need brains and bronze. And you have both of Enik. And then I also appreciate the fact that uh, they've... I like that they went out of their way to make sure that uh, Fennec isn't tied because of the debt mm-hmm. she chose to be yeah. here. So that makes it, mm-hmm. you know, a lot better. Uh, just, you know, being uh, a blood debt. So uh, I love it. Shall we? Uh, so like, let's rank and then say the things that we liked or did not like about the episodes. Go with your box. So uh, what was my ranking last week? I'll go yeah, go back, go back, go back. I can go back. I can go back now, right? This episode. Eight point five. Eight point five. I'll go with a solid eight here. Uh, really? Okay, you're right. Maybe seven point five. Uh, oh, that's me. That's yeah. There was a lot. Oh, that's you. Uh, there was a lot. I, I mean, there's still some mischiefs. The the thing with the. I don't like when when they make uh mobile little uh weak like fighting the small droid. Yeah. I mean they, it was, they give, yeah. too. It was yeah. very clumsy. They gave was clumsy. Uh, Fennec was badass, you know, all her gadgets. Uh, she had the 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 drone. Uh she knew how to I like that she I like that she her skills was, you know, like uh in uh immediately useful for Boba. And I like yeah. that they're not like overlapping in skills. So I, as I said, my nitpick before that Boba's not that smart. So I like that he's acknowledged that and he, he knows that you're good at this and I'm not. So I need you, you know, you know, I'm not like, mm-hmm. I just need you for nothing. So that was good. Getting the fire right. spray was fun. I also like how you see that the fire spray isn't really well designed, especially, especially in like tight places like that. You, you can't even see shit. <laughs> yeah, because it's meant to work like a freaking Standing crucifix. Up. I, I know. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a like, ship that's freaking a crucifix, man. And it's so much a hassle oh. to sit down and be like uh, lying down, essentially. And then yeah. uh, I love I love the black A scenes coming together. Still, oh, dude. It, I like Jong. I was surprised and I like that he had another option, you know, like just be neutral side with me but still thinking about it it's still not very smart you know and mm-hmm. it's like it takes one guy to betray him and he's fucked but yeah mm-hmm. that's uh, i like it i like it where it's going i just hope that uh the john wick uh tuscan raider comes back the female J- tuscan raider the black one 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would be cool. My that, again, my hope is still like the, the of course like the, the the strongest ones were able to survive the ambush. My hope, that's my hope, and that will be that will round out his army to defeat the yeah. syndicate. I know. I mean, and I love the, I love so. the, I love them. Him uh, killing the bikers. I love how. He was, I also love how. Oh, he was, oh yeah, we forgot about that scene, right? And I also, oh, that's a good scene. I also yeah. love how, how he killed the Sarlacc, the Sarlacc pit with the Sonic Mine. Still, yeah, but he was so you know, but it wasn't him. It was it was, it was setting, and he was like, "Don't touch my stuff. Like, Don't touch my." <laughs> I know, but yeah, some like some questions like why why did he think it was there? And my wife was like, "How did she know that button was a Sonic Mine?" <laughs> a little, a little, you know, nitpicks in there here and there. So skipping it a little low. But overall, I like where the direction is going. So, and I'm loving that there's no more back to tank. Hopefully, in the future. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, I'll give it a seven point. But still, good, good, fun series. Hmm. I'll go. I I oh. think um, I'm also exactly at a seven point five. And it's weird because I really like this episode. There, there had really high highs. Like, uh, um, you know, I I do like them giving uh fennec an episode like this is a fennec centric mm. episode um true giving her making making sure that she's a little bit more of a badass and than normal um i like the callbacks to getting the fire spray and um getting the uh, uh you know attempting to get the armor uh getting back at the the bikers the biker gang that ambushed and kill his tribe all of those were like wonderful wonderful scenes again hiring black chrysanthemum um was great making sure that he's also a badass giving him a little bit of like a backdoor backstory about him, him being a champion right and etc etc so it's like you know yeah um everything was there but the thing that kind of really draws me away why this is not like a an 8.5 or a 9 is like a few things just didn't make sense. Like <laughs> the, mm. the, you know, going back for the armor, I'm still scratching my head. Like no one thought about that. Like no one. Yeah. Even even yeah, a throwaway line, right? Like even a throwaway line by by Fennec would have been nice. Just saying like, wait, you think it's in there? They said like, oh, it would have been melted by now. And then uh, Boba said, no, not not Baskar, right? Not Beskar, right? So that's true. So you had a. At, uh, uh, an explanation about how it could be there, but Fennec didn't say like, "Wait, how then did how you did get you out escape? with the armor still in there?" Right? Some mm. even something like that, and even if my Bob, uh, Boba just said like, "Let's just be sure," right? Maybe I left it in the surrounding areas and it got eaten again. Something like that to so just. You know, I know they were just trying to kill the Sarlacc <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, just I, I know they're trying to find a way to a cool way to kill something that big, mm-hmm. but they did it. But uh, so th- that took me away. And then also the 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 plan with the with the family, like I figured you'd you'd get you have a plan to because he doesn't have a plan to fight against the Pike Syndicate yet. I know. He just knows no. that he has to fight to fight against them and claim stuff through them. So Fennec was the one who said, like, you know, we need more um we need more muscle. muscle. 
you know, I I get it. I know where I can get some more muscle. And then the they play the Mandalorian theme, which is fucking cool. But mm. I would rather have that meeting before the meeting with the with the with the families. With the families. Right? Yeah, right? you're right. like now right. at least you go in saying that, okay, even if you say no, I have a I have a plan for myself. Because right, he just said no. It's just like, all right, you know, just be neutral and um I'll handle the pike syndicate. How are you gonna pike syndicate? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so um but it gets weird because i really really like this episode it's just there's a few points there that kind of like missed me a little bit but weirdly this is the the first boba fett episode that made me look forward to the next one because you like what Chewbacca said no more ba- no more flashbacks so we know mm. that this is going to push move the story forward we know what's going to happen it's just you know, Boba's crew versus the Pike Syndicate. And of course, a lot of people have been saying the Pike Syndicate must be under a bigger syndicate for maybe season two or season three, like uh, yeah, the, Crimson Dawn. the Crimson Dawn. Under Dark yeah, Dawn. so Emilia Clark might come back in there, you know. Yeah. So so Ooh. I like I like this, I like where it's progressing. And this is the first week where we can say, like, all right, how much of the episode will be flashback? How much episode will be? It's like, because we've always been dilly-dallying and we don't know what we're going to get. Now, at least it's a little bit clear. How about you, Jay? What do you think? Oh, Darth Maul's dead by now. Well, right? or, yeah. yeah. Well, for me, I still feel it deserves an eight only because it gave a lot of answers to the question. So this was a key um, episode to have to make you better understand the entire the, mm-hmm. the season in its entirety, so I'll give it an eight because it for story value. I like the black chrysanthemum scene. I like the the revenge against the bikers. I, I like the the rancor's um, threat. Um, it was just uh, action was not as many as I hoped it would be, but. Story-wise and its value to the entire season, I think this is quite an important episode. That if you're watching the entire season and you miss out episode four, you're missing out yes, a lot of of uh, answers, and you'll just be watching and wondering what's what's the reason behind this. But yes, I agree. It's not it's not anything higher, and I can't afford to give it anything higher because it does a lot of it still wasn't really thought out properly. But hey. At least, hopefully, back to tank is already done. done. Okay. Maybe he can be more badass in the next ones. <laughs> All right. That's our discussion of episode four of the Book of Boba Fett. We're looking forward to episode five. Three more episodes left. So it's it's one of those things that, all right, I can't wait to get this story like ramped up and closed out. But also, it's like, shit, there's three more episodes. Ah, I know. Want some more? Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can get more um, information about whether they are going to have a second season. So we got, I did a, a bit of, of rumor research of, of about the book of Boba Fett. One of the most one of the prevailing theories is, you know, usually Disney Plus kind of hypes up second or third season, you know, mm-hmm. towards the latter half of that first um, uh, of that of that particular show season. season yeah so usually you'd probably we'd probably hear a second season for book of boba fett around by now but they haven't had any inklings about this so a prevailing reddit hope slash theory what if 
this is a one-off book of Boba Fett season, and they merged it with, with the Ma- Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And yeah. then what happens is both the man, so everybody's um, home base will be um, Mandalorian. No, the Tatooine. Uh, ta- Tatooine. Oh, Tatooine. Right. And then uh, it'll be Jabba's palace. So that will be Din Djarin's home base. That will be some mm-hmm. of, um, you know, um, uh, Bo-Katan's. Like they can visit there from time to time while they're trying to get back their home world, et cetera, et cetera. And both Fennec and, Man- F- Fennec and Boba can still continue managing Tatooine for funds as well as protection, as well as home base. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the hope is like the next few seasons of the Mandalorian can be a combination of that crew. Cause it's a big crew. Now you can't, you know, yeah. we want, we want black Crescenton, you know, we want Fennec, we want Boba, we want Din, we want Bo-Katan, uh, so, but we don't, we, you know, having an individual show for each one of those characters might not make sense. And then breaking them up into two or three might also not make sense. Might just well like one, Mandalorian crew and mm-hmm. some some episodes can be pairs individuals of the crew. so that's my hope that's what the theory that I enjoyed the most um, uh, but we'll continue to monitor Book of Boba Fett and that's it for uh, episode 4 next up oh, yeah. we have uh, Peacemaker, Peacemaker episode 4 as well All right. Uh, title of the episode is The Chode Less Traveled <laughs> And um, all of the episodes <laughs> of The Peacemaker were written by James Gunn, or written yeah. while they were filming uh, The Suicide Squad. And I, I, this is where one of those things kind of like, one of the episodes that kind of highlight that, oh, your concentration wasn't 100% on Peacemaker because- uh, you Oh, know, I, I don't know. I loved life. it. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is one of the episodes that, that uh, James Gunn did not- um, Direct direct so episode four begins after the quote unquote successful mission from the senator goff's uh or assassinating senator goff's family mm-hmm. um also the last the last bit of episode three we figured out what the butterflies exactly are they're alien butterflies that invades a person and controls them from the inside really not not uh big on they're not creative uh, with, yeah, creative. with their names project starfish mm-hmm. In uh, the project butterfly, um, so uh, we the the first part of the episode was Mern and Peacemaker debriefing about the the kind of um, the yips or uh, Peacemaker hesitating killing yes. um, his targets. You know, Peacemaker making the uh, the dove of peace as his main excuse, but in in essence, it's just um, you know him being able to uh, him being told to uh, kill the kids and kill the family. This is one of my favorite parts because like I was, last episode, I was debating like his most famous line in the, the Suicide Squad movie. It's like, I will, no matter how many women or children I have to kill to gain peace, I would. And then him hesitating to kill the kids, aliens at this point too, um, I was I was very confused, and then it was immediately explained that yes, I won't hesitate to kill women and children for peace, but I don't I I will hesitate when people tell me to kill them just to tell me to kill them. No, I, I won't kill them just because you said it. 
you sent her. He has to justify it himself. Which, I think he makes he, he has a point because he had 100% point. Nobody yeah, told him about pro- what Still, Project like, Butterfly should, was. Yeah, so they should tell him. Maybe like, you could still cure them. It's not like no, either way, it's just like, yeah, they are they're aliens inside them that controlling them. They're not actually people, but nobody told them what Project Butterfly is. That's why he was hesitating. Mm-hmm. So um he was so Peacemaker uh, was told to head back out with vigilante um and then come back that night. But while that was being explained, Mern also kind of explained that. His dad is in jail because they made a boo boo and framing his dad. Um, That's so uh, stupid. Uh, so it was I, super I, stupid. I love that they're leaning into it. That they're yeah, like, no, no, I know. To, right? I mean, it's I stupid. It. Not stupid for the show. It's stupid that he did that no. as a character. Correct. I mean. But also, like you know, or so now, now that we're 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 what do you call this? We are accepting the fact that it was a mistake. It was a stupid mistake at that. Uh, the idea was like, all right, Peacemaker now wants to go to jail and uh, no, no, visit his dad in jail. Advice not to because him going to jail means that, you know, Peacemaker will explain why his dad is there and his dad can then rat them out. Wonderful conversation about being a rat. That <laughs> um, is technically uh, what a rat fun. is. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. not a rat. But as soon as I have, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a rat. But as soon as I have an opportunity to tell somebody what had happened, I will tell. I will spill all the beans. Like that's being a rat. But um, they, um, so uh, they tried to stop Peacemaker from speaking to his dad. But Leota was a little bit late, or late getting there, and you know, uh, Chris. Peacemaker still went in, spoke to his dad about the switching of the fingerprints. That's why he's in jail and not uh, the dad, Augie, was in jail, not Peacemaker. Um, a lot of uh, a cool um, backstory about uh, uh, Peacemaker's character here. I think this is the, the episode that really made you feel that Peacemaker was a very three-dimensional character and also like why he's like that. Um, um, and um, just you know, a little bit of uh, conversation about what was his what makers file that white supremacist abused him as a child. There was a death in their family. His brother died, and Peacemaker was involved. No real details about that. We have glimpses towards the end of the episode on what had happened, but it's not one hundred percent clear. A um, lot of conversation about this when. Um, when uh, Peacemaker was uh, in jail and um, did all of that, spilled the beans. Um, he wasn't arrested, luckily, while he was in jail um, because uh, the dad was, they can give him an, an opportunity to kind of like clear it up a little bit, but also the detective that was um, investigating the case wasn't there. So um, he'll say like, as soon as that detective comes back in, Augie, the dad, will will tell them about the switching of the fingerprints that will be a quick proof that you know Augie wasn't there and then Peacemaker needs to be in jail about what had happened during um, the apartment complex scene Um, Vigilante kind of felt a little bit guilty and then him being the actual real friend about this um, felt that uh, he needed to do something so the conversation that Vigilante had with Leota about you know, Leota's giving 
um, vigilante, the reason why uh, um, Peacemaker was torn up and Peacemaker uh, is like that um, about, you know, everything because of his abuse by his dad. Um, and now because uh, uh, the dad, Augie, uh, knew about what had happened and how you know, how he got into jail. Now Peacemaker is going to go into jail because he's the actual person there. So Peace, Vigilante had this amazing plan of uh, getting himself caught so that he could kill <laughs> um, Peacemaker's dad. Again, I love that they're leaning into the absurdity of certain things. Um, like, right, sure, to fix, to make sure that peacemaker is in the clear. Let's just kill the dad. But there, he's not thinking two steps ahead that you know peacemaker will be very upset with his dad. That, but um, during that scene, though, uh, it doesn't seem like the guy to think two steps ahead. hundred percent, one hundred percent. Vigilante was able to get himself into jail. He was uh, able to coax the white supremacy gang into fighting as a cover, just in case he's able to kill. Uh, um, the the white dragon Augie the dad, um, but Augie being very smart, smart being yeah. a very very very, very like um, uh, what do you call this a seasoned criminal knows explains like oh you're just you're just trying to coax us in the camera make us attack first so that you you'll be in the clear to kill us okay cool all right um, that smart shows Aug- that shows that Augie is a an exper- a mastermind but also. Cool that to show vigilante as a badass too, with even right. with uh, with one less pinky toe. Right? Half a half a toe. Uh, yeah. Eventually, he gets um, released as well. Um, she explained that he might have gotten things worse because now Augie knows, knows that he came there to kill um, him, like, uh, like on orders came of, there to kill, an yeah. orders of, of someone um, of peacemaker. Uh, Peacemakers, peacemaker, peacemakers team doesn't matter, yeah. right? Um, so that's a little bit part, but also along along the same time there is um, they caught judo master, uh, and judo master was being sedated in uh, in their home base. He eventually escapes, uh, kicking the bejesus out of of John Economos, uh, Economos. Um, uh, peacemaker luckily comes uh, swings by or is told that um, that judo master escapes goes to the home base they did a little showdown uh, he jumped from the window to the ground floor of their home base with superhero a super, land. With a what, superhero one landing. of the more cool superhero landings that I've seen in a while right so I really like that jump and then there's kind of this like very very tacky western showdown like instead but- of a Hey, Bill. That's so horrible for your knee. Can you imagine jumping down with your weight slamming on your knee? I just, dude, but, you're like, <laughs> I just love the dialogue because it's like so funny but so real. Like that's what I would say when, if I'm a peacemaker and I do the landing and I come up, it's like, hey, rematch, motherfucker, rematch, motherfucker. <laughs> cool lines, cool lines. Also, I mean, it's I love that it's so fun. Like instead, again, it's a Western showdown, yeah. East versus with, West, with, with but it's a chip, chip thing being the. It, but thing. instead of like a, a a deserted road, it is a parking lot. <laughs> instead of a hay bale rolling, it's a bag of chips, bag presumably of chips. from from what uh, he was eating from Judo Master because he was eating a lot of chips. So. 
uh, cool fight scene ensues. Uh, they were neck and neck a little bit, but in the end, uh, um, finally, Peacemaker was actually on the upper hand. Yeah, I mean, he that which is he indicated too because uh, um, Leota I was then, that. Uh, sh- shoots uh, Judo Master right in the chest. Right, and then with uh, and again, there's so many funny quips here that I want to explain, but I, you guys just watch it because there's a little quip about oh, you know, martial arts masters are able to move the kidney to the heart, and the heart to the kidney. It's like <laughs> the fuck is like what? What? <laughs> like Sometimes oh, they can. They, no, yeah, really. <laughs> only masters. No, that's never no, the kidney was never able to pump blood instead of the heart. Um, but yeah, they were able to um, uh, uh, subdue. Um, judo master again he has you know he's back in the home base trying to recuperate and um yeah essentially that's it uh, uh um we all, all along that time i also skipped the part that um because of of uh harcourt at the bar scene with harcourt uh mentioning about his file and his his, his childhood uh it, you know peacemaker kind of remembered how bad he had been so he had this very long scene of just drinking and, and dancing to eight, dancing you know, in his- yeah and uh showing that he was able to capture one of the bar- butterflies so eagerly the butterfly and himself were all like just like tripping balls <laughs> in the apartment uh so i i like that very very emotional scene too so um right that's um uh, oh, um, at the last bit, the mo- is, very important. Last the, bit. the very, very important last bit is after all of this has happened, they reported back to, um, uh, to Mer, Mer. that, uh, that all right, this is what had happened. Like Leota found the lead. Leota found the lead, but also uh, of 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 a business card of a business of a laundry shop, bottling plant, at, I think. My, Oh, like a bottling place, like a factory where yeah. both the uh, crazy female that uh, Peacemaker killed, um, as well as some uh, evidence that they found at the golf mansion. So it's like, all right, um, come back. We have a lead. And uh, we see that Mern is a butterfly. Right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, drinking, uh, drinking orange juice out of a bowl with his long tongue. And that is the end so of the episode. But also, again, I, I want to remind everybody, w- watch the end credit scene. It's always so fun. So the end credit scene here is just an extended version of the duck joke <laughs> while they were escaping. But I was listening to it. And then, I, again, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts about the shows that they're watching for, for preparation. And the people were saying that, all right, it, James Gunn has this way, way of writing where it's like conversational, absurd, fun. So it's, the, 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 it's light, you know, it's not very tight, but that's James Gunn's style of writing. This, if, if, um, if John Cena was improving, that was a very, it was a very long, very straight, very clear way of explaining right so that's impressive but if that was written too it's still impressive because that's a lot of lines to remember and he hit all the points so i'm I'm loving you know this is the show that from intro to extra you i just play like we don't skip the dance part 
and we don't skip the end part. So absolutely that, not. Um, so Jay, what do you think about um, uh, Peacemaker episode four? Favorite storylines and things that you uh, want to discuss. I really like how Vigilante was a real friend to the Peacemaker. Sure. How sure. in the beginning part, how sarcastic he was <laughs> and how Peacemaker was picking up on it. No, no. The way you said, dude, you're angry. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I, I, I like how they bantered all the way to his dad's house and he jumps inside and then comments on the dad's um, white dragon costume. There's a lot of holes. I holes. think that's going to be crucial. It's There's foreshadowing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he'll say like his dad was this ultra racist. And of course, John Cena being so protective about it. And he goes, well, if it walks like a duck. And he's like, what do you mean? Yeah, a duck in a person costume? Person suit? <laughs> in a person How would that work? How would that work? <laughs> I just love the that beat. entire nonsensical conversation. Yet it seemed like it had a lot of sense. Yeah. I was like, why are you talking about it's it's a saying but then you're like wow they really took it seriously um yet afterwards you know he apologizes sincerely vigilante feels uh, somewhat responsible so he wants to I, I this is pretty good there's action involved there was this uh family history which answers why he's that messed up um and of course, the reveal at the end was pretty good. I, I like this episode quite a lot. How about you, Chabarx? What things uh, you like and points in the story? Yeah, I like RJ. I, I love this episode. It's just we're getting more, uh, you know, deeper, but it's still mm-hmm. fun. Like, uh, um, yeah, I got his best friend to kill his dad. You mean <laughs> uh, vigilante, not, not eagly, right? <laughs> Eagle is the best friend. Eagle is the best friend. I just don't want to get confused. Like, who would think think that? Maybe hardcore. What? (laughs) I always tell you I'm sick, but uh, I'm not. I know that motherfucker. I just don't care. I just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Who would believe that you would talk and get an eagle to kill his dad? (laughs) But yeah, I I love it. Like from what you said, Zong, the part where he said, I'll kill children. But not just because you said so, you know. So it's, he's giving, he's becoming more well-rounded, the character, and uh, starting to see also that uh, vigilante can is becoming his best friend. So mm-hmm. there is that. That's good. Uh, I like how I'm not the guy that likes secrets, but I did like how he kept the butterfly because they're not telling him shit. So you know, like yeah. he, he has to figure something out. So that was fun. And then his dad is just. Yeah, no. Somebody you love to hate. He's badass. He's smart. I like that. And we're starting Great to see uh, Adebayo's, you know, skills in manipulating. Mm. And he killed. He obviously killed Judo or tried to kill Judo Master because he was gonna say something that mm-hmm. would have compromised what Waller wanted. Oh, uh, that's the other thing too. Right? Yep. Yeah. So it's it's so good. Like everything. The the duck jokes. Uh, I'm trying to think of everything. Oh. Um, and and hardcore was actually pretty observant when they saw the picture of vigilante 
hey, he's the guy yeah. that served us in that family restaurant. I was like, awesome, because that shows how observant <laughs> she, she was. She's supposed to be, yeah. I could not remember every single person that, that would serve me in a restaurant. So, I, yeah, I there's probably just one restaurant there in that town that they say it's like a yeah. But it's good though that she, she figured that yeah. out. She yeah, made so, an instant connection. Yeah. Oh, so I, yeah, that's it. That's what everything. I love the episode. I also love the, the Batman dialogue. Oh my God. Yes. Right. Mm. Yes. Yes. How many? How many people? With has the neighbor. He, has he indirectly killed because he didn't put him in the ground? All my rivals he's, are six. He's feet such under. a pussy. <laughs> I love it that it Being makes a sense. Pussy. Oh yeah. That, that's because what he so, does is he captures Joker. Puts him in Arkham Asylum. He escapes. He escapes. Kills more people. Kills more people. Oh my god, I love. And oh, yeah, uh, so it's so good. Yeah. And uh, what else? Um, vigilante. Bio. Yeah, I'm. Lo- I- I'm excited for the next episode because I saw the promo. It's the one where he does a PowerPoint presentation and see. <laughs> and what? Peacemaker, what? Peacemakers <laughs> on his ass, like you suck in the PowerPoint, John. <laughs> and just like. Come on, man. It, uh, I had to think of something first. You know, he's still pissed about the dad being in jail. So. But yeah, and you, John? I, I, so this is the episode that kind of is putting a better foundation in terms of what DCU can do. Like, yeah. I love that idea. So that, at first, the first three episodes, I enjoyed because we had very little expectations of not only peacemaker the character but just john cena we've never seen him as a lead yeah so we're we've um we don't have a lot of worry like this is and it this is james gunn so and we just started off at this is going to be funny this is gonna be hyper violent and then let's just have a little bit of fun this is kind of providing me with more hope because even this is not even a b-list comic book character it's like a c or d list mm-hmm. character you can give them a very deep and rich backstory that makes sense, that is still funny, and that is still um, um, hyper violent, right? And the chemistry, but is more good. chemistry. But more importantly, we we forget that we have to be reminded that this world has a Superman, has a Batman, yep, right. And the reason why they're yeah. not there or they're not doing certain things is the things that they're doing are are fucked up and shitty which is but necessary right? i remember it okay why did you kill those kids because you didn't put a dove on the fucking <laughs> you see this it's a dove you should put the dove a piece you know so uh so uh, that's and and you know they have character motivations they you can still see that people are still you know slightly overpowered like you know you know uh judo master as tiny as he is, he's still like fucking fucking people up left and right. Uh, but still get shot. Vigilante as well, like one toe or like one less toe. So I like the fact that they're building a world that can make sense. Like, you know, we could mm-hmm. we could have random characters have these seasons that can eventually be into a bigger universe, but you don't have to. Like, this works. You know, six, seven episodes of this works. It's fun. It's great. It's entertaining. Lots of action. It's also helping develop the DCU because the movies suck. 
So, you know, might as well go this route and, you know, having a farm league, like look at the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. This is yeah. becoming more and more of like the, the, the thing that we're supported. But again, I, I love the idea that um, we're, we're getting more of Peacemaker's backstory, more of, of um, um, we're foreshadowing something important that's going to happen with the White Dragon. Um, we want to figure out what's with butterflies. Are they good? Are they bad? Right, it's like, are you know, maybe it's probably you know, like people, some good, some bad, or probably it's it's Amanda Waller's project. <laughs> uh, the butterflies are their tools to control people, and the that few people true. that the the few butterflies that kind of went awry are the ones that they're killing because we saw that there's so many butterflies there, right? So I don't know. So and it can go the room. What was your interpretation of the the brother thing? With John Cena. Oh, with Chris and his brother and the dad. Um, so it's trying to show us that during their training, uh, John Cena killed his brother, right? That's what I think that they're trying no, to show. But I'm think, sure that there's... No, what I think was happening, because the, they showed the picture. They weren't different than age. I think somebody hmm. punched his brother. The brother died because he had an epileptic seizure. And the scene with him, the him with him stabbing somebody was... I think that the, that's the guy that punched the kid, the brother. Okay, yeah, that he, that that can work. The dad forced him to kill, to kill the that guy. The guy, that, the guy that. Yeah, okay, so that yeah, that might again that makes sense. Yeah. Like I thought, just like you know, they fought each other, and he punched his his brother a little too hard, and then brother died. That's what I. But either way, that can work as well. It's gonna be definitely explained in the next few episodes, um, just to make sure that you know. You know, I mean, if this is like a CW movie, the brother is still alive somewhere. Yeah, and and mm. I just I also like how the slow realization that his dad he of Chris realizing that his dad is an asshole. Yeah, because you think it's not realistic, but again, he was probably isolated since he was young, mm-hmm. grew up under his dad, and everything changed. And when he went out, he wasn't making friends; he was just killing people. So he nobody told him that, dude, your dad sucks. Until now, yeah. so it's like it's so good. Okay. Um, I, and yeah, I think this is going to be fun. I I like the action scenes. I like the comedy. So I actually like the fact that the comedy doesn't land all the time, because it's just the idea of like you're just talking, like yes. you know, you know, you're just talking. Some you know, I did I, that hardcore uh, banter between Economos about um, um, the the equally the best friend. I actually didn't like it. But I like the idea that he's trying to just like he's he's scrambling, right? He he's he's trying to be relevant. He's trying to make sure that it wasn't you know he's still smart and he's still useful. So I like that idea. He's not. Uh, last point before we put our, our our ratings and move on to our main topic is uh, the end. The the last or like one of the last scenes was um, uh, Harcourt picking up vigilante. vigilante from the jail and Harcourt coming from the bar, presumably tired and drunk, right? Mm. Are they going to hook up? She did have that kind of kind of look. Yeah. yeah. Did, I, I, was, I wasn't yeah. sure if that look was that look. Like a sympathetic, so, horny look. Yeah. Or <laughs> the, so I think like, you know, that's another reason that maybe like maybe the next episode, because this is episode four, you have three more episodes. Maybe episode five is um, 
Peacemaker Breaking Bad because of everything. Killing Vigilante or something like that. Killing his best friend um, because of um, I hope you know trying to kill his dad and fucking his love interest. I don't know, but we'll see. I, we'll either see. way, I'm like I'm happy. Uh, right, round of ratings. Let's start with you, uh, uh, Jay. Um, I'll give it an eight. Very meaningful. I liked it, or maybe eight point eight to eight point five. But that's that's my rating there. I like the action. Um, I like the story. Made a lot of sense. Um humorous banter uh which i think would make a would would something would be something we'd be remembering how about you uh Chibax? Uh, i'll go i'll stick with the current uh my old score nine i just i love it it's just it's stress-free it's nothing mm-hmm. too deep but not very shallow so it's 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 uh doing that tightrope thing where i love good action good humor i love it zong I'm I'm with RJ. It's a solid, solid eight point five. Cause um, this time it was funny enough, great action. But you know, I think it's higher than my last week's rating because this time there's a lot more heart, a lot more. You know, you can see the emotions without being like slapped with it. Like I love the drunken, drunken dancing scene, and then laying on the floor and getting high. I love that part. Um, yeah. you know, I, and, you know, I love also like the realization of, of vigilante of how fucked up, um, uh, what do you call this? Uh, the white dragon is, uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's way more, more deep. And I do like the idea that, all right, we know that Adebayo knows something. That's why he, she mm-hmm. shot, um, uh, judo master. And then now we have an added layer of Mern being a butterfly as well. So mm. it's going to get complicated soon. It's going to be fun to figure out all of these things. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. What was his pickup line with? What was his pickup line with a uh, hardcore? Wait, wait, was it your pickup line? Something about oh, his. She tits. said. Uh, she her. said uh, your tits look good in that sh- uh, shirt or something, and that's not a. <laughs> that's a compliment. Mm. It's not. Uh, Apply. That's not that's sexist. Sick. It's just a statement. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a statement. Yeah. yeah. Is it sexist? Yeah, that... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you're, like, you know... you're objectifying women, I suppose. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Some will find it offensive. Some will probably laugh and. I mean, it. I guess it is it's sexist, especially <laughs> if it's the only thing that he comments on. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. But either way, like, uh, yeah, that was quick, nice banter as well. Like, I really enjoyed that delivery mm. too. So, um, but yeah. Uh, all right. That is uh, Peacemaker episode four. I think we're all excited of the last three episodes of this show. Again, yeah. same problem with Boba Fett. Like, I really, really can't wait for the resolution about all of these issues. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a season two. Right. I mean, I I hope I would love that there isn't. You know, I would love to have like a different Suicide Squad person every season. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe they'll kill Peacemaker at the end so that they can have they could continue the Project Butterfly stuff or whatever. But um, or again, go to jail. very excited. Oh, no. Yeah, or go to jail. I'll go back to uh, uh, Bellevue or Ravencroft or something like that. Um, all right, we're off to our main main topic. I will turn over the stage to Chabox for a bit of a, a, a plot synopsis. Mm. So, this we'll, we're going to we'll be dis- using a little wiki, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, again, we'll do it kind of funny style. Just interrupt. Just tell me when to stop, and then we'll discuss mm-hmm. points as I go along. Sure. <clears throat> so, with some backstory, we'll start with the backstory so that it's not uh, confusing at the end. But like five years after, I guess Ghostbusters two, Egon has a falling out with his uh, other Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and then he finds about something about um, uh prophecy of uh, end of the world in 2021 and it's in Somerville so he lo- relocates there by himself and then dirt 20- farmer. yeah so and he's yeah he's called the dirt farmer and in 2021 we see him um uh, he's trying to he's fighting a ghost and then he tries to lure a ghost to his place in a farm but something fails so he he gets killed but the people think mm-hmm. it's uh, by the ghost. He was able to hide a trap. Oh, he he captured one a ghost, one ghost, and a then ghost, yeah. a ghost, and a then ghost. some another th- another ghost was after him. He tried to capture that. He failed. So that ghost killed him. But before he got killed, he was able to hide the the one the ghost the trap that he got. So mm-hmm. I like how they did this. You know the scenes where it's a little shadow because I- the actor is dead. That's so. That's so. You have a point interruption. Point number one, bold move. I know. And bold move to no keep dialogue. Egon, no dialogue. But with no dialogue, Egon, like to to you know assume that he's still like you know use him in the movie despite him being dead in real life. That's the benefit of having the kids both being the director and yes. the producer yes. and the writer. Yes. So they were able to kind of provide consent. And it made sense and it worked. So I really like mm-hmm. I mean, I, as, again, Chabak, you suggested this movie. I was always going to watch it because um, Paul Rudd is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and But first few minutes, and this was the first few minutes into the movie, it's like, fuck, let's fucking go. That's how like, you, all right, that's they're going how you here. started, right? You yeah. strong. So after that, put a dead person on the screen. Awesome. <laughs> exactly. Talk about Ghostbusters. After that, we move to uh, Chicago where uh, his daughter, Callie, inherits the farm. Uh, so Callie is a single mom with uh, kids Trevor and Phoebe. And they're evicted. So they have no choice but to take the, mm-hmm. the farm back. Uh, go to the farm and you know, try to make something out of it. The kids think at first that they're, they were just there to Temporary. Check, check whatever they can get or sell and then you know get out mm-hmm. of it. And then while there, immediately uh, Trevor, played by Finn, uh, Finn Wolf, Wolfhard? Finn Wolf, Wolfhard from Stranger Things fame, uh, immediately has a crush on um, uh, Lucky, who works at a, a restaurant. Roller skating. Yeah. Roller, yeah. They, they call restaurant. it a car hop. It's where you can like a drive by mm. uh, park. It's a, it's a Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. And then um, while there, Phoebe, who um, I love Phoebe though, the casting for Phoebe. Oh my god, she, oh. she's she's amazing. And I already saw her once in um. There's another Disney Plus show. It's like uh, Isabella loves it. Just Beyond. It's like a hmm. sci-fi horror-ish anthology series. Oh, okay. On Disney Plus. So she was there, and she's naturally blonde. So I, it threw hmm. me off. I didn't think it was her, but it, it turned out it was her. So she goes to a summer science class under Gary Gruberson. Paul Rudd. 
Well named Gary Gruberson, named uh, acted by uh, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd. So and then meeting yet another favorite character. Like every character in this show yeah. is a banger. A podcast played by Logan he, Kim. They did not give him a real name. His no. I was because like I they I just called himself podcast. Even even on the credits, his name is podcast. podcast. Mm. What oh. the <laughs> but I love I love that um you know usually the 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 pitfall of movies that are directed to kids or movies with a lot of kids as main characters they fall into like the usual tropes brother and sisters either are best friends or don't get along there's always going to be a bully there's going to be an outcast you don't see any of this here like every single kid is not in a mold like you going back a few beats when you mentioned that um, Phil Wolfhart, um, Finn, Finn. Finn Wolfhart, um, kind of fell in love with you know with that Lucky. roller skating uh, derby, per, uh, like a roller skating Lucky. server person, and and he applied for a job. Like usually, it's like cool kids, new kid in town. I'm gonna no, they were just like they're making fun. They're making it right? fun, which but is nothing more realistic because like not you're not gonna be. Yeah, you're not gonna be super negative, or you're not gonna like bully yeah. a person that you barely even know. Yeah. You're just like, All right, like you'll comment you know, on something funny it. if it's funny, but that's yeah. it. You're not gonna, you know, you rib, obsessed, rib. But yeah. So yeah, and that, and, cool. and both Finn and Phoebe, or like you know, the the you know, what's Finn's character's name? Uh, Trevor. Uh, so Trevor and Phoebe, brother and sister. Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. They they. They love each other, but not oh, like super duper love each other. But they're not against each other. Yeah, it's you a know, typical it's like, teenager. Like I have my life, you love your life. We'll talk when we're yeah. together. But yeah. you know, yeah, they're, they're 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 you you see the love, you see the support, but you're they're not like attached to the hip. Yeah. So I like how they built every single character because I always thought like podcast would be some outcast leading a group of outcasts. No, it's just like another kid in summer class with Phoebe. Cool. Yeah. I like that they went for like more of a the, like you said the the. If they went for a children's movie, they didn't treat the, the audience like uh, dumb or too young. You dumb. Know? It's mm-hmm. like you know, it's a kids movie because there are kids in it, but it's still a hard heartfelt. Uh, you still need to think a little bit, and it, but it's still funny. It's a family movie with a little bit of action. Yes, and it's great. So anyway, so she she she's very smart, but she's kind of you know dumbed up, pissed off that she needs to go to the summer class because you know she doesn't have any friends, and like uh, Finn uh, Finn even tries to help her a little bit. You know, they have a joke like something like in the car. You know, <laughs> it helps trying to help her get a friend, but her jokes are like too smart and uh, not funny enough. So there uh, at school, she she meets a podcast. Played by Logan Kim, who has uh, one subscriber, but he's like well kitted out. <laughs> like he has, he has yeah. portable cameras and mics, and he's so funny. <laughs> and there was no bully in the class, you know. It's just you yeah. know everybody doing their. It's I mean, class. they were doing summer class, and <laughs> not even a, a typical summer class because Gary just tells them, shows them a movie, and then he can do his own shit. <laughs> so that's kind of like you know that is. 
I know it's for a joke, but you know, it's a it's a um, what do you call it? It is an allusion to the educational system of the United States, where this is a teacher teaching a class, and all he does is like place VHS tapes. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's a summer class, so it's like you know, there's no quizzes or but anything. What was the first statement when Phoebe was being dropped off and uh, uh, Callie and then Gary was able to meet. Oh, he at spoke the, to it's yeah. like, it's like, like At the oh, door. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm the teacher. Yeah, the kids here, they're not, you know, a lot of them are really, really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's my kid right there. It's like, oh, but not her. <laughs> it's the best. I love it. Oh, yeah. So it's so, uh and then at night... Uh, and he was honest as well with the class. He says, like, you know, I know you guys don't want to be here. Neither do I. So I have this classic. If you think about... Uh, if you think about Beethoven, but this one, malls people? Wow. Yeah, they, were, they, they were in Rapture, yeah. What? So back home, there's a BB's interacting with a ghost. Which I think at this point, everybody... Has, Everybody guys assume, yeah. So she yeah. He, via chess. It started with chess, and then with the I forgot the name. The meter. The meter. Yeah, the the it, it the one that senses uh, entities. Yeah. yeah. So Egon leads. Uh, so Phoebe doesn't know who it is yet, but he leads her to the trap on the floor, and she solves it, and she finds the ghost trap, but she doesn't have any idea what it is. So she brings it to school, shows it to Professor Gary, Gary to Gary and podcast. And he knows, of course, he's like, you don't know the Ghostbusters? So I love how it's uh, a meta a meta look at it where mm-hmm. it's the same for us that, you know, it's a fun movie in the 80s. Was it 80s? 80s, right? In the 80s, yeah. Yeah, it was a fun movie in the like 80s. In the 80s, Manhattan was like overrun by ghosts. Like, it was like the, uh, <laughs> walking, it was like the Walking Dead. So, it's so the that Walking was, Dead, it's like, and then they're on YouTube. So it's just like us, you know, what thinking about Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and uh, our love for it. So uh, they do an experiment. They try to open the trap with disastrous consequences because they release the ghost accidentally. And then, uh, so they don't, they don't do anything. They couldn't do anything. But then back home, Phoebe... Uh, Egon's ghost brings Phoebe down to the secret lab, and then that—that's where she realizes it's Egon. Egon helps her to fix the. That, that's so. Pack. That's... Sorry, I love this part. Um, when she goes down, normally kids her age what twelve in this movie in real life she's sixteen years old, twelve in this movie, nerdy. Although she said she doesn't believe in ghosts, but still, I mean, you go down. Suddenly, all these things are turned on. The light headlamp is kind of pointing itself. Yeah. It's communicating. And you're just like, okay, so where's your tires? <laughs> I mean, but, and, and, but then I guess she kind of realizes there's another entity. I, I like that part where it was just normal to her. And she's, she's like saying something like, um, wow, how did you make Build something and turn it into something this small, and then the light points to the diploma. Okay, right, I get you're it. Smart. You're smart. No, and I like it because she's a scientist, but she's young. 
So she's not like a yeah. an old scientist where mm-hmm. even with shown the facts, they're gonna be in denial because it's not what they thought, what they studied or learned mm-hmm. in life. She's yeah. young, so she's like, I don't believe in ghosts, but clearly there's something here. <laughs> so I'm not gonna be in denial and you know like what the fuck is this? But also, it's 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 great that you know we're you know it's 2021. You can't just assume that even a kid genius will be able to build and fix all of these stuff just because she saw them, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. when when they were testing the new proton pack, you know the, the proton packs ago, it's like, how do you you know how did you fix no, them? I fixed one. them. Yeah. It's like I fixed them. It's like well, you fixed them. Well, I had a little help. Right. So having the actual person that built it walk you through how to fix it gives kind of like more a grounded level on how a 12-year-old kid can fix proton packs, know how to use it, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's kind of true, like true, the true. thing that I um I love. So when we, we saw the trailer and you know we saw the gunner seat driving around and like the kid shooting the thing, I figured it's like you know, nowadays you can't just like find a proton pack and expect how to use it. You know, well, how dangerous what I thought was is. what I expected was I thought Gary was going to be one of the Ghostbusters. And since he's a so scientist, too. he was the one that was going to be able to build those mm-hmm. things. And he knew about them. Yeah. yeah so, he knew about the trap. But this was about... so good. And also the, the yeah. choice to not uh, let Egon speak or even appear mm. as a ghost. Through the start, it's mm-hmm. such. Uh, if you think, if you initially think of it, it might be lazy, but it's such a cool way because it forced them to be creative with the lamp yep. and the, and it gives us more heart because it's like, it's like the grandfather with his granddaughter, but you know through the light and everything. So it's just, it has also a, a bittersweet to it, right? Because he can't talk to her normally, so it's like mm-hmm. sad mm-hmm. also. So it's so good. So they, they 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 as you said they fixed the proton pack they test it out with with podcast and then wait uh, they yeah they find a ghost they call it uh, the mun- muncher I think the muncher, yeah, the muncher uh, eating, that's right eating the one that eats like metal. iron or eats metal yeah. and so shoots them this, like a machine is, gun this one is kind of their slimer right mm-hmm. yes yeah. so wait. Yeah, but Slimer oh, eats yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. So this one, at the same time, uh, Trevor found the Ecto one and he's been trying to fix it up. So while they're testing this one, uh, Trevor was testing the Ecto one and able to get it started. And then as they tried to capture Muncher, which was really deadly because he spits out those Again. Little, little thing, like really scary. It's like a machine gun. Cool kids, yeah. So he escapes, and then at the same time as they were following him, uh, they find Trevor with the Ecto One. So they like get in. I out. I, I forgot the line, but they get in, and then they try to go after the ghost. And Trevor's like, "What are we doing?" But then, you know, he sees the ghost, and they wreck havoc in town, like in the mm-hmm. downtown, and like destroying everything. But it's so cool. The gunner seat was so good. Oh, oh I, the the so that's the other thing too. It's like the action looked good, looked cool, shot well, yes. And then even the way that they they started discovering bits and pieces of the the one inside the gunner seat, all the 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 trap door where you can you know, so all the small bits and pieces. They weren't just like oh, like 
I read, you know, it's like they, they did it practically. Like, so I really enjoyed yeah. how uh, this, old this scene to direct, oh, the best. And then they are uh, using the, 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 what did they call it? The mini, the, the, the RC. Remote control? The, the, yeah. the RC, no, I forgot. Yeah, the remote control the trap. trap. Yeah. So using that, they, they catch Muncher. But of course, the police come and bring them to prison because of <laughs> all the them. damage. That they, they damaged, did. what, half the town? <laughs> and nobody believes them. They confiscate the car. They confiscate the equipment. And I, I thought that was funny, though, the Lucky being the daughter of the... Oh, that police. was... I was, I I was like, oh. She's you in know, prison. Like Lucky was also arrested. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. No, like daughter of the, <laughs> like, the captain. The, the, she did that joke right how... where she was like uh, hide this for me hide this for me hide this for me I also like how it shows how the people really look down on Egon yeah everybody's it's, like oh there's the, even yeah even the people in the in the precinct that that lady cops like oh really the family of the dirt farmer dirt farmer everybody calls dirt farmer He's yeah. like, yeah, he's dirty farm start. Do you know his name? No. <laughs> everybody that, knows. Actually, Wait, I think the only one that liked him was the grocery. They didn't reveal Egon Spengler. They didn't reveal mm-hmm. it until she opened the cabinet. That's uh, when, true. When, when, but when... The, the funny thing about it was uh, everybody knew about the dirt farmer, but nobody knew who the dirt farmer was. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's like, you know, you know my dad? No, we just, you know, we just know the dirt cool. farmer. <laughs> like, fuck, everything at once. Yeah. Diner, police station. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Trebox is right. The only person that really the hardware, like, the hard, the because hardware. He bought so many stuff, please. random stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Okay, so back to the jail. Phoebe uses her one phone call to contact Ray, <clears throat> one of the original Ghostbusters. Tell him that Egon. Who are you gonna dead. call? And Egon, uh, Egon. Then uh, wait, from here it says Egon leads. Uh, Callie to the wall of pictures of her yes, as a sure. kid. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. another yes. sweet moment. And she's starting to believe uh, uh, Phoebe. And then after that, when once released, Phoebe podcasts Lucky and Trevor. Um, they find the Guzarian temple with the mine. Exploring further, they discover Shandor is alive in the casket. And <laughs> and I love the shot. Which was? Yeah. Which was J.K. Uh, Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Oh, and do you know Fucking who uh, Muncher was? The voice for Muncher, uh, Josh Gad. Was there a voice? <laughs> just the sounds. It yeah. was just more. <laughs> do you need a celebrity for that? But who Apparently was? Apparently, um, they did. <laughs> who was Gozer? Olivia Wilde. Who played Gozer? The girl. Olivia Wilde. Fuck. That was Olivia Wilde. <laughs> I had to check. Because I feel like she's... I'm looking at Gozer's like, yes, please. <laughs> uncredited. Take me. Uncredited. Uh, oh, my God. I knew. I thought it was actually Callie. Um, but it's like, no, it's too young. <laughs> yeah. So, where, okay, so they find the mine, then they discover Shandor, and then they find the automated uh, proton cannons. The automatic, that was so cool. Where, uh, that, that was... So smart too. So right? smart, but also sad that mm. you know he was doing this, saving the world, and nobody even knew it. He installed, the, he installed packs because there's like a well, and then the ghosts are climbing up and trying to get out. 
every time they reach a certain height, like four proton packs automatically fire and bring it down. And then so um uh, hold on. I think this is where they kind of explain that they're in order to release Gozer, um the two okay, yeah, gargoyles. Here. They need Sentinels, Zul, yeah. and Vince Clortho. So those are the, the gatekeeper and the, the key, key master. The key master, I think, right? Key master. So they possess yeah, which are the same from Ghostbusters one and two, right? Yeah, who possessed uh Sid Sigourney Weaver and the other guy, the neighbor. Uh the the the, the uh, revenge of the nerds guy. Yeah. So they possess Cal and Gary and make them act weird and do stuff. <laughs> do stuff. And then they destroy Egon's equipment, allowing Gozer to escape. Shandor, Shandor, played by J.K. Simmons, wakes up and then is killed immediately. <laughs> so his role was just to lie down and then stand up. And then, so the children discover that Egon's setup is a trap, the farm, basically. He buried traps there. And then, uh, so everything goes crazy. Ghosts are uh, all, all out in the town. So everybody's being messed with by the ghost. So in the chaos, the children make a plan. They seize the equipment from the police station. They travel to the mine. Phoebe distracts Gozer so podcast can capture Zul. And they free Kali, the mom. And we can Gozer's physical form. So this is all from Wikina. So that I'm so mm. I'm accurate. They lure Gozer to the trap field. But then, which is so realistic. They don't know that it, it didn't work the first time because something fucked up. <laughs> so on, he gets, of course. On the, that on was the, the power charger. Because Egon didn't tell them, so I guess Egon forgot about it too. But then, uh, well, how are he gonna say like, "Yo, uh, yeah," and then I he died wasn't because it didn't. I know it didn't he wasn't like part of the yeah. plan. He wasn't part of the plan making, anyways. Mm-hmm. So they lure Gozer to the trap field, but then, as they said, it malfunctions. Gozer frees Zul, who possesses Lucky this time, and so technically, the four Ghostbusters here is uh, PB, Trevor, Lucky, and Podcast. It's like such a, yep. a cool. Uh, I think Lucky was still a little under underwritten, you know, not 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 enough. Yeah, yeah. I could have yes. given her, she was you know, more scenes a little bit more. or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like I, I like the idea that you know, because they're kids, they don't know what they're doing. So you know, uh, uh, Phoebe and Lucky are technically the strikers, uh-huh. and then you have. Uh, uh, um, Trevor as the wheelman and then podcast for the traps. So I was like, all right, it's it's not analogous to Ray Winston, yeah, yeah. Egon, and Peter, right? Peter Rankman. So oh, I, I like that they were trying to change it a little bit. Before, we also skipped some stuff like when the chaos started and the ghosts were released, we got those uh, Paul Rudd in... Uh, in Walmart, was it a Walmart? It was a Walmart, right? A Walmart. It was Walmart being. <laughs> and we get Walmart. The being, mini marshmallow. Uh, yeah. Uh, mini marshmallow men, or just uh, yeah. they're not even evil. They're just having fun. Weird, mischievous. They're just, they're mischievous. just having fun. Yeah. yeah, they're just playing with stuff. It reminded me of. Have you guys seen Sausage Party? No, no, yes, no. yes. I have yeah. the fucking most. Don't let the kids anime. watch it, Chewy. I want the most I fucked up animated show I've ever seen. I love it, so bad. but it kind of reminded me of that. They were like, 
piercing each yeah. other, Blur, melting blur, each uh, other. Blend, blender. Blending, blending each other. <laughs> blending. So anyway, so... Making um, s'mores out of each make, other. <laughs> it's like, oh, like you're, you're, you're like being melted on with chocolate blanket. It's nice. <laughs> oh, the lighter. So anyway, so... Um, the uh, so Lucky's possessed again. Then Gozer goes back to full power, and then this is the scene. I did not expect it. I thought uh, Ray would come back. I did not expect all three. All three of them would be back. That was spoiled, was spoiled to, to me. You? Yeah. Well, b- this was like months ago, and like maybe a couple of weeks after it um, released. They, you know, they, they, at least Winston and Dan Aykroyd. Um, had an interview with Jimmy Fallon about it. So I kind of knew that they were going to come out. Because for me, me and the kids and my wife, it was like a shout moment because hype moment. We, we didn't ex- I didn't expect it. So I was like, fuck, that was so, that shot was so mm-hmm. awesome. So Ray Peter Winston arrived to help. And uh, Gozer, having already killed uh, Egon, seeks to complete her revenge against the Ghostbusters. And then... Uh, so Phoebe starts to fight with Gozer with the proton pack, and then we get this fucking Dragon Ball oh. fucking moment <laughs> with Egan's ghost appearing and then holding the proton pack like with Phoebe. Oh. So it's that so hits in so many levels because one, you know, not only is the movie being directed by you know Egan's real son, but he's being played by his son as well. Like it, it, it hits on all levels. Like, not only do they honor, um, what's his name, um, Reitman, um, what's real Egon's name? But like, uh, um, so, Harold, yeah, but they, you, uh, Harold uh, yeah, yeah, Harold, Reitman, right? Harold Ramis. No, yeah. it's not his son. So, I think the it's the producer's son who did mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So the idea is like, yeah. Every, you know, you get to honor the actor with people that are close directly to close, close to, to them and close to the franchise. So they, this was done with extreme care and extreme love. And it wasn't done in a tacky way. It wasn't CGI, wasn't D-Age. Fuck, no, it's just literally a person with some makeup and a wig. Let's go. Yeah, the guy who played, right. uh, the guy who played Egon was... Um... Uh, where did I see him? Hold on, let me check that. Where to check it to? It's 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 the old guy that we know. Uh, Harold Remis. Wait, what? Oh, I yeah. remember is original. Okay. I saw. I, so I saw. A... I saw the special. The specials. There, Bob Gunton. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, he's uh. Where did we see? Him anyway, man, I didn't even say. I, I, I was so surprised that that's Olivia Munn. Patch Adams, he's Bob. the D, Dean Walcott in Patch Adams. That's uh, where I know him. All right, 
So, oh yeah, he is right? cool. Yeah, yeah. So they use him as cool. then they put prosthetics to make him look like uh, Egon Harold Ramis. Yeah. yeah. So while Egon and Phoebe fight uh, Gozer, um, the Ghostbusters, the original ones, help Phoebe restrain by crossing their proton streams, while Trevor uses his to charge the trap's power source, which was the one that failed. And then Callie active. So it's everybody. It's like everybody had something. To do with those. So everybody cool. had a had a had a role. So it kind of like was meant to be kind of thing. It's like I love yeah. that. Callie activates the ghost traps, capturing Gozer and the minions. Egon reconciles with his family and friends and then he he, he departs. He goes to the afterlife. And then in the post credit scenes, Peter is revealed to be married to Dana Barrett. And then Winston was has become a wealthy businessman who's been, uh, like uh, funding uh, yeah. the occult books of Ray, and then he he buys or he either he bought or he already owned the firehouse. Well, he bought because like, remember, yeah, yeah, they they were mentioning, uh, like the it mom was, was mentioning that a, a Starbucks, right? Yeah, and then so he gets now that, they, he he gets the Ecto one that. back. Yeah, so that's where it ends. Uh. I really hope there's a sequel because oh my god, so they should. They, I would be so happy if just you know the 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 same crew. Like it's, I would love for this to be more geared towards kids, but treated this way, right? It, it yeah. can be Finn Wolfhard and Phoebe's and and what's his what's the other name? Lucky's new Ghostbuster crew funded by Winston. Yeah, as long as they still have their jobs, you know, that would be cool too. So it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I love the show. So we, um, so other things you liked, you didn't like, Jay? Um, The movie was actually well-paced. The two hours <laughs> was well-spent. <laughs> um, More and more of our movies lately has been hitting the two-hour mark, right? But I really enjoyed this. Um, It's good for the kids. And um, there's. Did you watch it humor. with the wife? I partially did. Um, she had to. She had a lot of stuff she was taking care of. But I, when I went downstairs, I was watching on my iPad. When I went downstairs, she eventually started watching it as well, because we have a eight-year-old niece. So I don't know if they finished it, but um, it's good that they they started watching it. Um. It was, for me, call me sappy, but maybe because I, I miss my daughter. Um, the last scene when Egon was hugging his daughter, that, that kind of started to put tears in my eyes. I was like, oh, damn. That's like something that, um, that's his unfinished business. Aside from the ghost, it's also closure with his, his daughter because he left everything, his partners, mm-hmm. his friends. He left the city, he went in the middle of nowhere, left his family, and no questions asked. But the only thing was, he actually did everything for the entire mm-hmm. world. Even if it meant people hating him, even if it meant everyone in town calling him the crazy dirt farmer, and he didn't care. He still did it for everyone, including those people who had no clue what he was doing. And those people who who hated him, and that kind of was that was a touching moment, and I was like, oh damn! <laughs> That's why he was after that hug, that I don't know 
one minute hug or more on scene, he just went up. It's done. My job's done. I have closure. I'm 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 ready. I'm mm-hmm. going to the afterlife. Because you know, if you're thinking about Ghostbusters, why do ghosts linger? A lot of unfinished business. They don't want to go to the afterlife. They just wanna. I wonder who Muncher was when until... he was alive. <laughs> eating, oh, eating gosh. metal. No, metal. Prob- those ghosts are probably like thousands of years old, mm-hmm. hundreds. You know. Yeah, they've been already out of their human. Yeah, out of their human habits. But you know what people believe before is that you know ghosts are souls that never put the rest and they become just corrupted by whatever's by not being able to pass on and staying on for millennia but at least Egon found his peace um there was a scene at the end where the at the after the, you know at the end where the there seems to be ghostbusters going through which i would assume to be um the city again I don't know which city is that. Is that New York? Yeah, it's New York. Yeah, the one with the bridge, right? So um, I guess they're back in business. But the big question is, who, who? are the Ghostbusters? Yeah, how would the kids be legally? That's true. How exactly? It's one. Number summer, two. Summer, summer, in, uh, summer internship. <laughs> yeah. Number two, the, you know, the Ghostbusters are kind of old already. I don't oh, think yeah. they're. I actually wouldn't mind also if they like waited ten. Years. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind, but and then they're saying... all they're like teenagers or twenty one, mm-hmm. eighteen, twenty one. Yeah. There's this cartoon show, the new Ghostbusters. Uh, not new, but there was like a. Slimer was, was still there with the wheelchair. The yeah, the wheelchair. I think is that the one. I think so. Uh, but. You never know. I don't know if there will be, um, if there would be another sequel to this, but it was very enjoyable. I, I liked it. This one, yeah, the guy with the wheelchair. You're right. And you, John? I, again, Thoughts? I was extremely, extremely pleasantly surprised about this film because I knew it was going to be good because it had good reviews. Uh, and like I mentioned, it was a little bit spoiled. Uh, for me because we had a couple of the original Ghostbusters um, having some cameos in them. I didn't even realize and I was surprised how long they were on screen too and how many lines they did. Um, And even in the post credit scene. So we had everyone. Everyone was there. Uh, um, Like uh, the assistant was there. um, Janine, all all four, all three um, um, remaining Ghostbusters were there too. So I was super surprised just with that fact. So knowing that they were going to be there, it meant that, all right, the script was solid, right? To to bring, particularly Bill Murray, who never does shit like this anymore. I was like, all right, it's good. But watching it, it, everything was, everything was maybe not perfect, maybe not great, but as close to great as you can. I'm not a big fan of kids' movies. This was definitely a kid movie, but treated with the most respect so that people watching it are not dumb dumbs, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't use the regular low-hanging fruit stereotypes of secluded guy or nerdy girl or new kid in town. No, everything was just super real, 
super fun, well-written. Every character had its had their place, like they have their moment. Podcast had this moment. Phoebe had this moment. Trevor had his moment. Mom had this moment, like great lines with the mom, great lines about why she was upset, rightfully so. Everything was also resolved at the end, even like Mr. Gruberson had his reason why he was there, right? Everyone had a place and, and every, everybody shown. I loved, and everybody was woven together in that last scene as well. Everybody had a little part. Um, so it, it, I was so surprised that I was engaged from, like, again, very, very beginning, bold move to like having fuck a dead person's character be there, right? Like from from that point all the way up to the end, I was I was having re- I was invested. I was invested with Phoebe and the ghost. I was invested with podcast and Phoebe. And they weren't weird about it. They were just friends too. <laughs> I was invested with Trevor and Lucky. I was, you know, Callie was a MILF. So I was like, I fucking invested with her <laughs> and, and Paul Rudd. So everything in this movie screams that this was a feat. I was like, this was, this is how you do a reboot slash sequel. And mm. I really, really cannot wait for, yeah, I'm, I'm curious where they're going to take it. Cause I think this is, they got the perfect formula here. Um, but I don't know how. Mr. Gruberson, yeah, and then, but but again, how are you going to bring the entire crew together? You need to add more people and replace a few people, right? So I don't think Mr. Gruberson will move to New York, right? Uh, I don't know if Callie and um, and the kids. Well, I were they based in New York? I forget. Chicago. They were in Chicago. I think. uh, So Chicago. How right? Right? Are they going to move from Chicago to 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 New York, or is there going to be like franchises? Like, there's so many ways. I'm just. I hope the same writers and producers can make this uh, the cinematic universe that we deserve. Um, there's this big looming thing about the other Ghostbusters with the with the with the ladies, right? Because mm-hmm. that was that should have been a hit because all of my favorite female comedians were there. But it was just mm-hmm. not, it's not mm-hmm. good. So maybe they can combine the worlds at some point, somewhere, um, fix everything, like MCU it, fix the timelines, um, and make it cool again. But I was again, I love this show. I love. I this is the type of of family movies that I would show my future kids. Uh, um, and and I know I both I will enjoy it, and then I know that they will enjoy it as well. So yeah, great, great, great movie. Yeah, for me, I, I loved yeah. it. I watch it with the wife and the kids, so extra sp- makes it more, you know, a little more touching. They did the tightrope so good of nostalgia and yet heart, mm. and, and mm-hmm. you know, bringing it at the same. Because sometimes it can be too nostalgic that you don't care about the current one because you're always thinking about the past. But when they connected mm-hmm. it, and then all the fan service was still well done. You know, everything had a purpose. It wasn't just fan service sake. And there was a lot, so you know it was, it was just so smart. Whoever create, whoever went with the, with the idea of you know Egon's family sticking with them, mm-hmm. and then you know with the everything with the heartbreak of leaving the leaving his daughter. So uh, everything, even the, I I watched the because I bought it on iTunes, so I was able to get the special features. I saw the how they did the effects. They went as practical as much as they could, like uh, like the marshmallow. 
when it, it first popped up from the the plastic bag they had something yeah. from underneath and they were just like poking it up like that so that the plastic <laughs> bag was moving they created the mask for uh, the the creature physically too so it, everything was as good as i thought as jong said everything came together the story the story the characters the purpose everything just lined up together and in such a natural way that it felt mm-hmm. so good so rewarding well done this is what That's good right. writing and and smart directing results to like it, it makes yes. it simple and it's Great. it's heartfelt so it's uh you know I'm, i've uh you know even if this was a one off i'm happy that they were able to kind of reclaim how awesome Agreed. the ghostbuster franchise is cuz it hasn't had a, a good um comeback you know in a while so i'm i'm glad with this me too Shall i'm also we... like oh. i'm i also love that i would be happy if this is a one off mm-hmm. the only thing is there's so much more potential there that yes. the only thing yeah. that's making me waste it if it's not but okay for yes. for rankings let's start with rj I'm giving this actually a nine because it's makes a lot of sense. If this movie is the the length of time was perfect, the casting was fantastic, the storyline made sense. It touched base on the 1984 movie, um, and of course its sequels, and um, it was just touching. Uh, it was a. It's not. It had a good mix of action with comedy and really family, uh, which quite a lot of people need to appreciate. So that's a nine for me. Yeah. Plus, shame. Plus, oh, good, Grace McKenna. Yes. He's gonna be really hot when she gets older. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I, I am. I am. I'm a nine too. Solid nine. Gets uh, his again. Everything you'd want in a movie. It's fun. It's yep. cute. There's action. There's story. Um, for the people that were born in the 80s, you have nostalgia. If you are uh, a 2000s kid, you have um, Stranger Things, right? Uh, so every everything works here. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, uh, it's it's um, it's one of those that, all right, you know, if, if, uh, if somebody has not seen it, I'm more than happy to watch it with them to just, yeah. you know, if, if you're a former fan of Ghostbusters or you've, if somebody's like, all right, Ghostbusters, what the fuck is that? It's like, ah, let's start here. Then maybe we can track back. So it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a good opportunity for, uh, for a new, a, a new heartfelt franchise that has, it's not because again, MCU Star Wars, it's dominating everything to find something new and smaller mm-hmm. might be fun. So I'm excited about that. Uh, again and also again that mom Callie is a milk. I I if I was Mr. So Gruber, you've got I someone would... crushing on an older girl. You've got another one. yeah! If that's if that's what an older girl looks like, let's fucking go. So I'm in it. Shabak, how about you? Uh, I'll go with the nine, but since watching with the kids make it extra sentimental, so I'll bump it to a nine point five. It's a little more special because you know some of the reactions. Resonate more when you're acting with your kids, so I'll go to nine point five. So yeah, don't take us home. That's it. Oh, again, 
that's it for this particular episode. Uh, thank you very much for listening or watching our show all the way up to the end. Uh, again, we'd like to remind you that we are on YouTube. We have three shows. This review show where we discuss streaming TV shows, video games, books, anything cool content-wise that uh, we suggest you enjoy as well with your friends and family. Uh, on Wednesdays, we drop our first ever D&D campaign. So we record us playing D&D for the very, very first time. Those episodes comes out every Wednesday. On Thursdays, we have a bevy of trailers and featurettes that we react to so that you can have something that you can be hyped about uh, waiting for like we do. Um, YouTube, just search plus63HP on that search bar. Or if you want to launch us from your browser, type in bit.ly slash plus63HP. We are also in, on every podcasting app. Uh, just search Plus63HP. We'd love it if you subscribe, uh, leave a review, uh, comment, uh, hit that like button, hit that notification bell so we can be, uh, you can be updated when we are updating our content. And you can interact with us on Twitter and on Instagram. Our handle is at Plus63HP. Reminder, next week, continuing with Boba Fett, Episode 5, continuing with Peacemaker, Episode 5, and very excited about the first three episodes yeah. of The Legend of Vox Machina yeah. animated series coming out on uh, Prime Video. Amazon Prime. Last goodbyes, RJ? Well, we hope you enjoyed um, our discussions today from Boba, the book of Boba Fett, Peacemaker, and of course, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Please uh, comment on our our posts, our videos, and we'd love to hear what you think. Agree or disagree with us, we welcome all that, and please note that we will respond, um, and we do. So thank you. Please like and subscribe. Shabax. Yeah, um, I'm loving the content we have. So happy. I hope you guys are too. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, and um, come join us. You know, just message us. We can even bring you in mm. as a guest. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll invite yeah, you. If you guys want it. to be here, man, go for it. And yep, again, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, cannot stress this enough. Um, we welcome uh, all of our friends, families, whoever is interested to join our discussions, uh, react with us, or maybe even play D and D if you're interested. Let us know. We always are uh, open for new friends and Looking, family. But yes. with that, oh yeah. Thank you very much, and we will see you next week.